Welcome to Total Retail Talks, your podcast channel for retail knowledge. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Total Retail Talks. I'm Joe Keenan, the Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail, and I'm excited to be joined on this episode by Kathy Doyle-Thomas, who is the President of Half Price Books. We're going to talk to uh, Kathy a little bit about her career at Half Price Books, as well as that business and all of the exciting things that it has planned for 2024. So thanks for uh, taking the opportunity to join me today, Kathy. Well, thank you for having me. I love I love talking about Half Price Books and my time here and our future. So Great. Well, then this is the perfect place for it. So uh, to get us going, why don't you go ahead and tell our audience a little bit about Half Price Books for those that might not yet be familiar with the company. Well, Half Price Books started in Dallas, Texas in 1972. They We were actually started by a couple of hippies, uh, Ken Jemery and Pat Anderson. And yes, there were hippies in Dallas, Texas back in the 70s. People think it was Austin, but it was definitely Dallas. And they basically were both great readers and they loved to read and they wanted to open a bookstore that made books affordable to everyone. And that's why everything in our stores are half price or less. 50 to 60% of our merchandise is used. We buy back from the public. And the other percentage, 40%, are include New York Times bestsellers, as well as overstocks and remainders. Um, so we have new books and we have used books and we have over 120 stores. We're in 19 states. And we believe in if we can't sell the book, we end up donating books all over the world. Yeah. And we're going to talk a lot about kind of that reuse of books. You, you mentioned that the sizable percentage of your inventory is uh, reusable books. And we're going to that kind of whole idea of the circular economy. But before we do that, Kathy, I know you've been um, kind of a... <laughs> an iconic figure at Half Price Books. You've been there for a, a large portion of your career. Tell us a little bit about your career at Half Price Books, 35 years, I believe. You know, why why so long? What, what's been so great about working in Half Price Books that you've, you've wanted to stay for so long? Well, I started at Half Price Books. I actually came from PBS and NPR. And so I love the idea of information and uh, you know, I could basically sell anything, but the idea of selling books and music and, you know, vinyl and movies really appealed to me um, and promoting it. But I kind of worked my way up through um, Half Price Books. It's a family owned company. And the um, founder's daughter, Sharon Anderson, is the CEO and has been the leadership since uh, her mother passed away several years ago. And we, you know, we, we really make a great team. Um, I'm able to try new initiatives. We, you know, be, the best part of working for a company, a family company, is you can make decisions quickly. You're not, um, I don't have to worry about the market or what Wall Street's saying or how many stores we have to open in a certain year or how much sales has to be. We have flexibility. We are trying to decide if we're going to buy another building and we just kind of get together and say, yeah, let's go ahead and buy it. Um, and so that flexibility and the love for the product and the, the bookstore and the what we do and what we offer our customers has kept me around. And it being the family-centered company, I raised my three children here. They were very understanding 
Um, I travel a lot for work, but I also, you know, happen to make the soccer games. And throughout their years, I felt like it was a great place for me as, as a mom. And so I think that's probably one of the reasons I stayed and they value me. And I actually, you know, we have a lot of successes that I can contribute my energy and my resources to. So that's been it's been a win win for both of us. Yeah, you've carved out quite a career at Half Price Books and more still to come. And so as we think about and, you know, the start of a new year, I want to, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about what's to come in 2024 for Half Price Books. But before we do that, let's just take a look and think about from your perspective, how the business and as well as the product category, you know, selling books, how that has evolved over the years. What are your thoughts about that, Kathy? Well, we have had lots of struggle in the book industry. I think people don't quite know, remember it all, but, you know, we had this little chain of bookstores and all of a sudden uh, Barnes and Noble started coming across the country and they had 30,000 square foot stores. Most of our stores are between um, eight and 10,000 square feet. They came in with these 30,000 square foot stores and a coffee bar. And they completely changed and drove a lot of independence out of business. So it was that whole um, uh, you've got mail scenario where the big box retailers were driving a lot of the independence and the mom and pop uh, bookstores out of business. Well, we survived that. And then, you know, Amazon comes in and they started out in the book business and so we survived and uh, actually work with Amazon on selling books to this day. And we also, the downloadables, that scared us for a while because we thought, oh my gosh, everyone's going to read books on their tablets and not buy printed books anymore. And, you know, not buy music anymore because they were going to stream it. So, you know, we've gone through a lot of different um, challenges. And then we also had format changes because now um, trade paperbacks are very, very popular um, instead of hardback books. And a hardback book costs you $30. Well, half of that is, you know, $15. Well, a trade paper is now goes for $16. And so our price in our stores is $8. So the format change um, has really changed the pricing structure of our stores and for the merchandise in the stores. And then we hit the pandemic. And then, of course, we closed the stores like everyone else did. And we've struggled to get back to what sales we were doing in 2019. And we, you know, we kind of almost went out of business, but we have survived it and are, are actually stronger because of it. One of the philosophies that we've always lived by is that we do not borrow money to open stores and to do anything. We bought a warehouse a couple of uh, years ago, right after the pandemic, and we paid cash. We um, had bought some property across the street from our corporate offices, and we paid cash. And then we built a four-story building and some pad sites on it, and we paid cash for that. And we know, you know, I was in um, Sacramento, California uh, last month, and we were looking at new sites, and we know how much money a new site's going to cost us and how much it'll lose money for a while and we kind of budget that way so we don't have to go to the bank to borrow money for growth and for you know we pay our book bills on time and um, all our vendors love us and our landlords love us and I think 
that kind of, you know, no frills kind of, you know, watching the bottom line for everything we do um, has been, has helped us and has saved us throughout the years. Yeah. It's kind of that financial independence, right? That kind of clean balance sheet that you're able to keep without taking on debt, you know? So thinking about it that way. Yes, very much so. Because if we don't, I mean, I have friends that are CEOs of companies and, you know, they, they can't do anything because they have to, they have this huge debt laying on top of them. And so they can't try anything new. They can't, you know, change midstream anything because they know they have to, you know, produce so much every month. And so they have to have a sale today to cover that loan. So I think uh, we we don't have that. So it definitely gives us flexibility and some true entrepreneur spirit. So which is kind of fun. I wanted to uh, follow up on one other point you made in your answer, Kathy, because I think it correlates to to another topic that we want to talk about, and kind of that is you know specific to your business, the book business, the introduction of digital books, and there was kind of this doom out there that that was going to spell the end of you know physical you know books, and that people were only going to be reading on off their you know their their you know digital devices. Obviously, that hasn't proven to be the case. People still love the tactical experience of you know, getting a book and holding it in their hands and reading it, whether it's, you know, they're traveling or on a beach, vacate, whatever the case may be, people still enjoy reading and having the tactical book in their hands. The connection I'm going to make, and I'm going to talk about your physical stores is, you know, there's been headlines for years now that e-commerce is just going to, it's going to wipe out physical retail and that there's no need to have brick and mortar stores anymore when people can just go online and purchase what they want. I'm sure you're not in that camp, obviously. I probably fall in that camp as well in, in terms of the value of physical retail. So with that in mind, kind of having made that connection, can you talk a little bit about what you're doing at Half Price Books to uh, differentiate your brick and mortar stores? They, you know, not The same old brick and mortar store model may not work, but there's still value in having those physical engagement and touch points with your customers. So tell us a little bit about your store strategy and what you're doing to kind of differentiate your half price bookstore uh, locations? Well, I mean, you know, we do have an online presence and we sell actually through um, eBay and um, Amazon as well as our own website, halfpricebooks.com. And basically right after the pandemic, you know, we invested on new technology to upgrade the back end of our website because our, you know, we are selling more books online. Um, our 120 plus stores are really set up like little warehouses. Every one of our books um, on in our stores, in our brick and mortar stores, are available online. And since we have so many great used books, we have a lot of one of a kinds. And we have old, fabulous, rare books that are from the 1800s, and then as well as a New York Times bestseller. But it really is a different shopper. You know, the online shopper is different in our stores than our brick and mortar shopper. I mean, if you go online and you love Stephen King, you are looking for his most current book or you want to find another mystery writer. When, when you go to our stores, if you if someone just told you, man, you ought to try, you know, Stephen King, you can go and find every copy of Stephen King's book because we buy back from the public. So we have a lot of out of print books. We have something, you know, it could be still in print, but it could be, you know, from the nineties or 95 and we have a copy of it. And I think that that's, you know, compared to like Barnes and Noble who may literally be three times our size most of the time, 
we have more individual titles than they do. We are a treasure hunt. Everyone refers to us. Our, our craziest, we have great customers. And our crazy, wonderful customers, the average um, Barnes Noble shopper buys 13 books a year. We did some research. Well, our customer buys 37 books a year. So we have this ferocious reader who loves to come to the bookstore and just pile up books and they get inspired by it. So when they walk by the cooking section, they may pick up a cookbook um, and throw it in their basket as well as the mysteries that they came in for. And so it's, you know, that's what retailing is all about is just discovering things you didn't know you wanted and you needed to have. I, yeah, I just was in some of our stores last month and I'm like, I bought these tarot cards for my sisters. Did I need tarot cards? No, but they were fun. They were there and they were a great price. And it was kind of like, oh, well, this is, I've discovered them and she will love, she will love to, you know, for me to give it to her. So I think that is what um, our brick and mortar stores do for all of retail and not just half price books, because a lot of people like to touch it. They like to feel it. They like to read the jacket. They like reading about the author because there's a lot of new, you know, there's 2 million books, 3 million books published every year. So there's a bunch of new authors that are out there that need to be discovered and you're not going to discover them on Amazon or certain websites because there's just too many of them so going to the bookstore and you know walking down the mystery aisles or the romance aisles or if you're a World War II my brother-in-law just loves World War II and I always go and get him some fabulous books and I thought he has read every World War II book because he's, he's been reading for, you know, he's 60 something. So he's been reading for decades, World War II. And I keep telling him it's the same ending. But, you know, I mean, he's like, no, no. And he loves shopping us because he discovers, you know, different information and different authors and different battles and different things that he didn't even know was available. And I think that kind of treasure hunt is so valuable. And what we do at Half Price Books, since we buy from the public, each one of our stores are a little different. So um, some of our stores in Austin, Texas by the major university and our stores in Columbus by Ohio State, they have a little bit more academia and those, a bunch of those professors sell books to us. So you get a different kind of read on some of those books. And then our bookstores in the suburbs where there may be more moms with young children. The, the kids' books are fabulous. And uh, so I think that each one is, each store is different and they tell their own story. And so um, that's part of the experience. So we we've had people that go on their vacation and visit all of our stores. And they, you know, I can't tell you the number of people I know that through the holidays, they were like, oh, I'm going to go visit my mom in Minnesota and I'm already going to go see the Minnesota stores or I know I'm going to go visit my mom on the West Coast and visit our California stores. So I think that um, we get a lot of that because they know our merchandise is different and it's a little um, and it's more fun because they can discover new books and new ideas and new information. And so I think that that's what we in uh, brick and mortar retailers will have to continue to do. Since we sell New York Times bestsellers, we also have a lot of author signings and there's a lot of great authors that have visited our stores 
and we'll do and you know are able to meet our customers and that's been real special and then we've also had some regional authors that have visited you know our house store they're from columbus or they're going to be in columbus to visit their mom and we do an we do an author signing with them over the holidays so it's been a nice kind of uh, relationship we have and we think we have a real strong relationship with each one of the communities that we serve our employees are wonderful and knowledgeable and I think when I go to different retailers I love talking to the employees and you don't get that online you don't get that one-on-one when you walk in to a you know ace hardware or true value and you're like okay I need to I need this kind of bolt to fix my machine here and you know that personal um, touch is so important in the same way all our employees work with our customers the same way. Yeah, and, and to your point earlier, not diminishing the complementary nature of the digital business at Half Price Books. You certainly are looking to grow that, but not in lieu of what you're doing in the you know the physical store uh, environment as well. And you've created that fun kind of eclectic shopping experience, the treasure hunting experience that that goes with stepping into one of your stores. You've talked a little bit, Kathy, about the reuse of books and that circular economy. So maybe if you could share a little bit more about the strategy there in terms of how you're getting those books and, and getting them back into circulation for sale. Tell us a little bit about circular commerce, You know what it's meant to the business and how it factors in going forward. Well, the, the company started as, uh, we were green before it was cool. Uh, if you had met Ken and Pat, they're both deceased, but they were strong environmentalists. And they believe that a book should not just be thrown into the landfill. So that was part of the premise is that we were always going to buy and reuse product. And so we, you know, we buy books from the public or you, you can walk in any hour that we're open and we'll offer you a price for the book. And if we can't sell it and we know that we can't sell it, then uh, we will turn around and donate it. We donate to teachers, libraries, um, literacy initiatives all over the world, actually. And we have people whose full-time job it is, is to make sure donation, our book donations get into the hands of children and people all over. And I think that's really important for us to do that part of it, of the mission of the company. But we also know that a book needs to be reread and you need to be shared. And I, I'm horrible because I, you know, over the holidays, I had started, I started in October and November and I every, I had this bag of books in my bedroom and every time I finished one, I just threw them in the bag. And then over the holidays, I went to San Antonio to see my family and I just took two big garbage bags full of books and I'm like, here, whatever you want, have them, reread them, read them. And, uh, you know, and they love it. It's like, you know, it's Christmas all over again for them. But I think that kind of books and clothing, and there's just so many products out there that can and should be reused and shared over and over again. And because there's a value in it. And we don't want to turn into a plastic society where we throw everything away. It, you know, it hurts the environment. And that's always been, you know, very important to the company. But it's just, you know, it's just not being a good, you know, global citizen. And I, that's why we are really, um, Part of it is, you know, when we go and we print books for our own stores and we make packages and we buy things and manufacture things, 
our own private sort of label stuff, we make sure that we can really sell them all and we don't want overpackaged things. And we reuse our boxes that come from um, our central distribution centers and we use packing materials. <laughs> we reuse the packing materials and we really try to eliminate as much waste as we can because I think that, I mean, it saves us money, but it's also the right thing to do. And we um, have stopped using plastic bags in our stores because they were going into landfills. And even though they were um, made of some recycled products, we still think we don't need those. And I have to tell you, 99.9% .9 of our customers love it and they support it. And so I think all of our customers are smarter, better, and want us to do the right thing. And we as businesses just need to uh, be leaders and just make some decisions like we did, like we are not going to have plastic bags and we're going to find boxes for these people if it's snowing outside or we're going to give them tote bags, reusable tote bags, or we are going to do things that they don't have to. Yeah. And you're certainly doing your part at Half Price Books to, to kind of take that step. And any that commitment to sustainability that you've talked about seems like it's been core to the, to the business for some time, uh, really from its founding. So um, kind of trying to continue with that legacy. I have one further question about specific to the Half Price Books uh, business. And then I want to ask one more leadership related question for you, Kathy, but sticking on kind of the, the business side of the things here. So as I noted, we're recording this right at the tail end of 2023, but it's going to be released in 2024. With that in mind, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about uh, some of the opportunities for half price books that you're most excited about for this new year. Well, like I said, I was, you know, in December, I was looking at stores in Sacramento. We're looking at opening um, stores in Atlanta, where we have a new store coming in Columbus, Ohio, will continue to grow our brick and mortar stores. And that's very important to us because, um, you know, that is our bread and butter. And so we'll continue to open new stores and in new states, which is a challenge because it's harder to get your brand uh, recognition up in a new state. And so uh, we're committed to doing that and to grow our employees. And we have a lot of new um, employee initiatives. We've raised our starting wage, I think four times in the last two years. Uh, we are very employee centric because our employees are the ones that are at the register buying the books from the customers. So they are very, very knowledgeable on books and we want to keep taking care of them. And so we are continuing to raise um, the starting wage and their raises and continue to offer really, really nice benefits. And that's, that's our number one priority. And then uh, we are, we just bought in the fall of last year, we bought a um, book wholesaler publisher out of London, Speaking Tree is the name of the company, and they also have Lost Libraries. So we will be publishing some cool um, out-of-print books that just have been lost over the generations, and we have an opportunity to print some really cool books and keep and reintroduce them to our customers, which we're excited about. I think that our website is going to be continually upgraded. We launched it last fall, early fall, 
And we'll continue to do a lot more upgrades on that because we understand the value. We have to be omni-channel. We have to be available wherever our customer wants to shop. If they want to only shop with us online, then we have to have the best site out there. If they uh, want to come to our stores, then our stores have to be as good as they can be. So I think there's, we're going to be publishing arms. We're going to be looking at some partnerships with different companies. We're opening stores. We're going to, we're expanding our wholesale division, which is Texas Bookman, where we literally buy and sell books all over the world. We'll be growing that part of the um, operation. So there's a lot of things that we will continue to do. And we're looking at, we have a bunch of real estate interest, we as a company, and we have to fill those buildings that we built. And we're looking at possibly buying some other warehouses and, you know, just continue to grow and be successful. Yeah, a lot to look forward to from a half price books in 2024. Uh, my final question for you, Kathy. So as president, and I'm interested in how you and the rest of the leadership team at half price books are really creating that workplace culture that that will rather attract the, the talent that you talked about and kind of help retain them as well. You talked about the, you know, the, how the company, the core of the company is its employees. Tell us a little bit about as a leader, what you're doing to, you know, obviously more pay. And you talked about that. You've done, you've made efforts there in terms of increasing wages, uh, other things possibly to kind of um, create that culture where people want to stay, work and stay at half price books. Well, I think that, I mean, we have 30% turnover. That just is what it is. Most people just go into the bookstore or any retail outlet and think, okay, I'm only going to be at Macy's for a couple of months to get me through before I get my feet on the ground. And the same way with half-price books, um, we actually do better than other retailers because people get in and they, they, I mean, our employees love the product and they love the family feel that we try to, the culture that we try to make in all of our stores. And they get to sit there and buy books from the public. And that connection and expertise and skill set is so important. And they're not just selling books on a register and they're not just answering calls about, oh, do you have this book today? No, they literally get to see the book. They get to feel the book. They get to figure out what the how much to pay for the book. I mean, we do have software that helps them. You know, I was just, you know, in some of the stores and I'm talking to the guy that is the expert on, you know, on vinyl in one of the stores and he's training, he's helped train everyone else in the store on vinyl. And so that kind of knowledge share is really important, but it's important to our employees because they love what they do and they love the product and they love talking about books and talking about music with our customers. And they have just built such a great relationship. I think that helps with the culture as well as us providing good pay, good benefits, a lot. We just expanded um, more vacation, you know, including MLK Day. And we also um, are expanding what, you know, we give them the opportunities. We give them more flexibility on personal time off and sick leave. So I think that we keep trying to, we offer pet insurance and we give time off for a sick dog and for sick parent. And so we try to kind of be up in front of the curve on a lot of these benefits. And 
we, we just think it's real important because our employees are so key to us. And it's hard because, you know, everyone talks about this new generation of workers, how they're really not very committed. And, uh, you know, we, I've seen just the opposite. They are very committed if they're in the right place for them. And I think it's really important for us to um, keep challenging ourselves to be better and to appreciate what this um, new generation is bringing to the stores and help us make it a better place to work. And our store managers, we're, we bring them to Dallas to help train them. And so they can um, feel the love from corporate, a lot of corporate visits. We try to get more people out in the field so they can talk and answer questions and feel and have a connection and be heard. And that's really important that, that people, people just want to be heard and they want to um, tell, you know, they just, they want to feel like they have a voice and that they have, um, you know, they get to comment on operations and our benefits. And if they don't like something or if they do like something and they want more of it. And so we try to have really, really open lines of communication, but it's hard. It is hard, um, but that's definitely a company goal that we will definitely be pushing throughout this 2024. And it's, and I would imagine it's a virtuous cycle, right, Kathy? So that if you create that right employee experience and your employees are happier, they lead to, you know, better service that they're giving to your customer. And then that obviously, you know, happier customers leads to healthier businesses. So, you know, keeping that cycle going and that, you know, it's not easy, but uh, you've certainly are putting in the work to, to try to create that at half price books. Well, and I think it's really important, like, um, you know, because I visit the stores and then um, because we have customers that come weekly to our stores. So our employees really know them because if you're a romance reader or a mystery reader, I'm a big mystery reader, you know, I can read, read three books, four books a week. And so I need, I'll come back and I always talk to the employee that's shelving the mystery section. I'm like, okay, what's new? Give me a new author to, to discover. I want to know what's hot right now. And so that kind of communication um, is real important and they are selling and they're, they don't even know they're selling because they just have friends. And then it's like, oh my gosh, because I was in one of the stores in Atlanta and I met a, a mom who is, uh, well, she's grandmother. She's 94 years old. And she's been shopping us for years and loves our store. And she's out with a basket throwing books in there. And she's 94 and she's reading and she's with her daughter and her granddaughter and they're all reading. And I just love that because that multi-generation thing is so important um, because she's helping, you know, keep, keep books in lives of people and keeping us thinking and her grandchild reading and so it's really important and so we love that yeah that's a great example and the, the great type of experience that you're able to create at half price books i want to take the opportunity to thank kathy doyle thomas again who is the president of half, half price books for joining us on this episode of total retail talks i really enjoyed the uh, conversation Th uh, kathy thank you well thank you for having me like i said i'm a book nerd so i love talking about books and half price books Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Talks.